Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, and we're going to talk about the walk of faith again. And uh, of course, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. We regulate our lives by faith. The Amplified Bible says we regulate our lives by faith, by our conviction, not by something seen. All right, so I'm regulating my life by faith. I'm, 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 I'm dictating my life according to faith. Faith for anything in the Word comes from feeding on the Word about that subject. All right, it, and, and it's important that faith comes because of what faith is. All right, it's important that faith shows up because of what faith is. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, we've looked at this consistently throughout this series. And uh, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Not seen yet. So faith is the substance, the Weast Bible says it's the title deed of things hoped for, the picture, the expectation that I have, right? It's the substance, the title deed, the, the, the uh, confidence of things hoped for, the expectation, the picture, the evidence or the proof of things you don't see, you don't see. So the end result is not the proof. The, the proof is in the believing. Right? So it's not proof that I received healing when the symptoms go away. The proof was when I received it. If I have it by faith, I have it. See, what a lot, you know, because I want to be in the, the, the right verbiage, well, by faith I have it. What they mean is no but I want to keep up a spiritual appearance. If you have it by faith, you have it. Faith is the proof. You see it? He said it's the title deed, the full confidence, the being certain. Faith is that Greek word pistis that means the conviction of the truth of anything or a conviction based upon hearing. Isn't that interesting that faith comes by hearing and the word faith means a conviction based upon hearing. So I heard it, I was convinced of it, so I have it. Amen. I mean, think about when you got saved. When, when did you receive salvation? The moment you believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth. But yet you didn't see all the effects of your salvation for a period of time. But yet you believed you were saved. And there might have been things that you were dealing with. There might have been issues that you were dealing with. But you were born again because you, if I have faith, I have it. See, that's it. Faith is possessing something. Amen. Amen. You'll run into people at times and they'll go, well, I know what the Word says. Well, knowing what the Word says is not, does not mean you possess it. I can know what the Word says and not possess what I know the Word says. Amen. Because we've taught about that over the years. Heart knowledge and head knowledge and, and mental ascent and true Bible faith. I mean, I can know something's in the Word and not possess it. Because i got to believe what I know is in the Word. 
Is that right? See, that, that, that's, 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 that's what it comes down to, is what do I believe about the thing that I'm believing for? Do I believe it's mine, or do I believe it's out there somewhere, and I'll get it someday? We'll, we'll teach people in the church, you are what God says you are. Why do we teach them that? Because they don't always see themselves as what God says they are. But yet, did the Bible say you're a new creature in Christ Jesus? When? Immediately, upon salvation, you immediately became a new creature. You immediately became a person with no past. Is that right? But yet, what, 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 what happens? What do people battle? Shame from their past, guilt from their past, condemnation from their past. Why? Because there's some element they've not grabbed a hold of and said, this is who I am. Amen. Remember when Paul wrote, and, 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 and he wrote these things, and he talked about how he went into men's and women, men and women's houses, and, and, and the, the King James puts it nicely and says that he hailed them, all right? The Weiss Bible says he grabbed them by their heels, not their hands, their heels, their feet, and drug them through the streets to take them to prison. He said, I testified against them, had them put to death, had them thrown in jail. He said, right? He said, I was injurious. That's where we get the word masochistic. And it means that he enjoyed seeing them go through that. He thought he was doing God a service. And then this same man that wrote that said, receive me because I've wronged no man. I think, did we just catch him in a fib? No, we didn't. Because the man that dragged those men and women by the heels down the street died on the road to Damascus. Right? And he's the one that said, all you got to do is believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth. What happened on the road to Damascus when the light shone? He believed in his heart and confessed it with his mouth. Who are you, Lord? That's why he could say, believe in your heart and confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and you'll be saved. You, you'll be on your way to being saved. Faith for anything comes and operates the same way. Is that right? So if you, if, if, if you say, by faith, I'm healed, does that mean you're healed or does that mean you will be? Right? One translation says faith perceives as real fact what is not evident to the senses. So, so right now, ever what you may be feeling in your body, ever what you may be seeing in a certain situation, what does faith perceive it as? Real fact. Faith perceives your healing as real fact. Faith perceives your victory as real fact. That's why we're not moved by what we see. We're moved only by what we believe. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? And so I have it. If, if you're believing God for something, there, there are things that we're believing God for. But when I say we're believing God for, we're patiently enduring looking for the manifestation already have it it's already paid for it's already gone it's already whatever it may be amen i was talking to somebody the other day and they said if you see me saving seats in the church just be aware i'm saving seats for my my children i'm saving seats for them go ahead and save those seats why because that's proof you believe what you say that you have faith for amen Oh, glory. Say it out loud. If I have it by faith, I have it. Amen. Now, he used that word, title deed. And I've went over this over and over again in healing school and in services. But I keep getting revelation out of this. And I made this statement. If you have a title deed, you have more proof of a car than the car in your driveway. Right? Because, listen, if I have a car but no title, 
I can't do much with that car. Now, watch me. Legally, I can't sell it. Got, don't have a title. Ask me how I know. No, you're looking at me because you had one. Uh-uh, she had one. I was legal. Mine was a piece of junk, but it was legal. Right? That, that's why when Pastor Michelle was coming home and they had taken all the asphalt off the street we lived on, they, they, they were redoing the roads, and they left the manhole cover, you know, there sticking up about that high, and she ran over that in that car. It just took the whole underside out of it. Well, we didn't have money to get it fixed, but there wasn't anything we could do because we couldn't prove ownership of the car. There's a guy that owned an auto shop in, in the church, and he took it and junked it. Because why? Now, now listen, did we have a car? Yes, but we couldn't prove ownership because we didn't have a title. No, she did not say, okay, she did not steal that car. But, but here's the point. If an officer would have stopped us, right, and asked us for our registration, we had none. We couldn't get it because we couldn't prove ownership. If you have a title, does it matter if your car is in the driveway or not? Do you have a car? I have a car because I have a title deed. And somebody can say, but, but where's your, your car? I don't see your car. Maybe somebody's driving it or somebody's using it. Listen, it doesn't bother you at all. It doesn't, it doesn't make you question anything at all because you know you got the title. You know you have a car. You know what color it is. You know what year it is. And you know it belongs to you. Not because you can see it, but because you got the title. I'm convinced. Amen. Hallelujah. The things that are ours by faith must be received by faith. If, I, if it's mine by faith, i got to receive it by faith. Everything that God asks you to receive, He asks you to receive it by faith. If you have to receive it by faith, you've got to receive it by faith. So something can be mine and not be received by me. The focus now of our faith is the thing we're expecting. The focus of my faith is the thing that I'm expecting. Look over, uh, you're right there in Hebrews chapter 11. Let's look at a few verses. Hebrews 11, let's read, uh, verse, start with verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place that he should have to receive for an inheritance. Now, now notice, he went out to a place that he would after receive for an inheritance. Obeyed, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he sojourned in the land of promises in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Notice here, look, notice this phrase. For he looked, everybody say look. He looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now how did he go out? How does the Bible say he went out? Two words, by faith. He went out by faith. And what was he doing by faith? Looking for something God said was his. Is that right? But how did he go out by faith? What was he doing when he went out by faith? Looking. Looking. Is that right? Look at uh, verse 13. Talking about the heroes of faith. These all died in faith or according to faith. Not having received the promises. Well, the promise, the, the specific promise that's being referred to is the promise of the Messiah. The promise of, of the one that would come out of Abraham's loins that would bless the entire earth. That all, they did not see that physically. All right? But notice something. But they saw them afar off. They saw them. They saw it. 
And notice what they were. They were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. In John chapter 8, verse 56, the religious leaders were uh, 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 arguing with Jesus because Jesus had called them illegitimate children. And they said, we're not illegitimate children. Abraham is our father. And Jesus said, yes, that's right. And Abraham saw my day. He saw it. How did he see it? By faith. And what did he do according to the Scripture? Notice, according to the Scripture, he was persuaded, he embraced it, and confessed it. Do you see that? Now, Now notice in verse 22. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Well, notice what he did. He made mention of the departing of the children of Israel. He believed that that was going to happen so much, he said, don't you leave my bones in Egypt, you take them with you. It was over 300 years before they left, but he had seen something. How did he see it? Notice what it says. Notice what it says. By faith. He saw it. He saw the children of Israel departing. We have no record that anybody ever told Joseph that the children of, or prophesied that the children of Israel were going to depart. We have no record, but he saw it. How do I know he saw it? Because the principle of faith is if you do anything by faith, you have to have seen something that you can attach your faith to. That's a principle. If you don't have an expectation, there's nothing to attach your faith to. If you don't have a clear picture, there's nothing to attach your faith to. When you see by faith or through faith, it follows the principle that faith is the substance of the thing hoped for. It's the conviction of the thing hoped for. If you're not hoping for anything, there's nothing to be convinced of. Joseph was convinced they're going to leave. Don't leave my bones here. Amen. Now look at verse 27. Referring to Moses. By faith. he How? By faith. He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Notice, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He had a picture. He could endure what he went through, leaving Egypt and leaving, the, the, the Bible says, he didn't fear the wrath of the king. He endured because he could see something that to the natural eye was invisible. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which we could say it this way, which are invisible to the natural eye, and the things that are invisible to the natural eye are the eternal things. Faith busies itself with the eternal. You understand? that's, that's, That's what you're seeing. Eternal things are not just things of heaven and the eternal realm. It's the eternal things that God's promised you. Every promise that God has made you is an eternal promise. And that's what faith sees, the eternal things. Everything that you see that you might be dealing with temporally, understand this, at best it's temporary. Why? Because you can change the picture. And if you can change the picture, you can connect faith to that picture and produce whatever you need. Hallelujah. Amen. I had somebody grab me before church tonight and say, while you were healed, while you were preaching last Wednesday night, I got healed. Said, I got new cartilage in my knee while you were preaching. Well, 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 whenever faith is being taught, the potential for change is extreme. Amen. Say it out loud. I have a picture that I'm looking at. I will attach my faith to it, and I have it now. See, the common denominator here in all these verses is either looking or seeing. Looking or seeing. Faith 
is seeing the thing that's not visible to the natural eye. Faith is the eye of the believer, or should be. Faith is the ear of the believer, or should be. Faith is the mouth of the believer, or should be. We look by faith, meaning we walk by faith. We hear by faith. We talk by faith. I heard Brother Copeland say something one time that just imprinted my spirit. He said, if you can't talk faith words, be quiet. Now, Brother Copeland can get away talking to people like that. <laughs> but but, but why, why is he saying that? Because what I'm saying is evidence of what I'm seeing. People say it's evidence of what you're believing. Well, it is to an extent, but more it's evidence of what I'm seeing. If I tell you there's no hope, that's because I'm seeing no hope. And what do most people, what are most people trained to believe? What they see. What are we trained to believe? What we can't see. And, and that's why you say what you can't see. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see this? Moses, well, let me say this. The picture faith sees gives us a guideline to operate by. That's the picture. That's my guideline that I can operate by. That's what I'm pushing into. Right? We, we use the phrase, oh, but it's so all-important. I see me as healed. I see me as well. I see me, and you fill in the blank. That's the picture then that you operate by. That's how you talk about yourself. You're not confessing to make something happen. You're confessing because you see something. This is what I am. See, if, if you try to confess something into existence, you're making a mistake because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is giving substance to the thing hoped for. All right? My confession is evidence that I believe what faith is giving substance to. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this so many ways we're going to get it. Moses endured by seeing him who is invisible. That word endured means he was steadfast. He was strong. And how did he do it? By seeing something everybody else couldn't see. Look, look here at Romans 4. Am I helping you? I'm helping me. I've already built my faith. Praise God. Because I, I, I want you to understand something. I've watched people over the years get frustrated with faith. And, and I'm going to say this the only way I know to say it. They get frustrated with faith because they're not taught to operate it correctly. When you operate faith correctly, there's no frustration involved with it. You don't get, there's no frustration. And, and I'll say it even this way. I got to be cautious with this, but I, I want you to understand. There's no disappointment. Faith won't disappoint you. Amen. Notice here in Romans 4, 418, speaking about Abraham, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. Now, I want you to see something here real quickly. The Amplified Bible says, human reason for hope being gone. Now, how, now how, how descriptive is that of his situation? Abraham looked at his body and saw absolutely no human reason for hope. None. 
Remember, Brother Hagin was talking about when he was on his deathbed, you know, when he turned 17, he was totally, literally bedfast. And he said the doctor came to him and was talking to him and told him he had a serious organic blood disease and uh, uh, that he had, uh, uh, of course, his, his heart was just a mess. And the doctor said this, son, if there was one chance in a million, one chance, we might could do something. He said, but every record of anybody that's ever had what you had, by the time they were 17, they were on their way to dying, and they died before their, before their 18th birthday. And the doctor told him, there's not one chance in a million of you living. Not one chance. So he said, I figured out real quick, human hope is gone. Right? So when Abraham looked at his body, the condition of his body, when Abraham, right? And, and if that wasn't bad enough, then he's got to look at Sarah, who even when she was 18 couldn't have children. She had been barren her entire adult life. So there's no hope for him. There's no hope for her. Human reason for hope is gone. Do you see that? But notice, verse 19. I, I want to read it to you from the Amplified Bible. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say he didn't consider it. It says he did not weaken in faith when he considered. So he, faith does not look at the situation and go, that's not how it is. Faith and denial do not operate together. Faith is not afraid of your circumstance. How did the Bible say that, Abra that Sarah received strength to conceive seed? By faith. How does it say Abraham fathered a child when he was 100 years old? By faith. But yet we've just read two verses where it said he knew plainly that human reason for hope was being gone and he fully considered his own body. He looked at it and said, that's right. Right? But notice something. He did not weaken in faith. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to show you this. The picture that Abraham had was more real to him than his natural body and all the evidence it presented. He had a picture. And I keep taking you back to, I think, it's Genesis 17, Genesis 15, when God came to, Genesis 17, when God came to Abram and he said, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Walk before me and be perfect. And Abraham said, what could you possibly give me seeing I'm still childless and my heir will be this Eleazar of Damascus. And the Lord said, this will not be your heir, but one that will come out of your own body will be your heir. And Abraham believed God. Do you see that? That's so important. Just that one short little succinct statement. Abraham believed God. He went through some challenges. He went through some lows. He went through some, some challenges to his faith. But that's when it started. In Genesis 17, Abraham got a picture of him giving, fathering a child and giving, and Sarah giving birth to a child that God promised. And when he got to be 99 or 100 years old, the fact that there was no human reason for hope, it was all gone, it didn't weaken his faith. Because he had a bigger picture than what he could see in his own body. Your, what your body may or may not tell you is not reality. What God said is the reality. Right? Now that doesn't mean I'm denying. Doesn't mean that I won't do the right thing. But the picture. Does that make sense? Notice. So he didn't weaken in faith. Woo. Glory to God. Mm. Verse 20 says, but he grew strong. And empowered. 
Now, now, I just read to you how he fathered a child. He didn't weaken in faith. But he grew strong. And was empowered. How? By faith. As. Everybody say as. Say it one more time. As. As he gave praise and glory to God. Right? Praise and glory to God is one of the highest forms of faith. What does that mean? Human reason for hope being gone. Abraham would look at his body and say, Father, I praise you. I praise you that I'm going to father a child. I give you the glory that what you said is going to happen. Father, I praise you that you're strengthening my wife. I glorify you, Father. If that's what Abraham did by faith, then we can say with no no worry about, about hurting the Scripture that Sarah did the same thing by faith because it says by faith she received strength to conceive seed when she was past the age of bearing children because she judged him faithful who had promised. Your God, my God is faithful. He'll keep His word to you. You just got to believe Him. Hallelujah. Do, Do you see that? And when it says, when it looks like there's no reason for human hope, You just need to start glorifying God for what He said and praising God for what He said. Amen. So He was given praise and glory to God for the picture that He saw by faith. Now here's something that may sound simple or elementary. But you give praise for something. You glorify God for something. If you're praising God, it's for something. If you're glorifying God, it's for something. Amen. You'll not become weak in faith when you keep the picture clear. Because faith is of the same value of the thing expected. Does that make sense? And when you keep the picture clear, you won't weaken in faith. Because the picture's clear. Oh, no, there's, there's no way that's how it's going to be. Because that's, expect, that's the expectation. I say that's the expectation. I've used this illustration a lot, but, but the Lord's had me talk more about this this year than ever before. When, when I went through the battle physically that I went through in, in back in 2010, 2011, I had a grasp of the Word of God that maybe a lot of people didn't have when they, when they would have went through something. But you got to understand something. There was a whole other laying hold of the Word of God that came into me when I was dealing with that situation. You following me? Because my, I, I, Pastor Michelle and I had, I, I forget how long we'd been married then. Uh, we'd been married almost 30 years now, so that was all those years ago. But you can ask her, in the time that we had been married, she had rarely, if ever, saw me sick. I don't, it's always been my declaration. I don't get sick. I'm strong in the Lord. I, I, don't, I don't get every disease, every germ, every virus that touches my body dies instantly in the name of Jesus. And now I'm going through this. Amen. Well, well here's the thing. There was a whole other lane, because here's the thing. I had never had to really build a really strong picture of being healed because I'd never needed to be healed. Does that make sense? I would confess I'm the healed of the Lord, but laying hold of it, seeing myself healed, I recognized right quick, I recognized early on in that fight this little confess it and possess it stuff is not going to cut it. I got to be absolute. I got to build a picture. Am, am I helping you with this? And, that, and that's why I would spend that time in the morning soaking in the presence of the Lord. I see me as healed. And I'd put that song on repeat. 
I see me as healed. And I'd, and I'd just pray in tongues and listen to that song. And I'd, and I'd declare, I see me as healed. And then I'd get up and I'd go through the scriptures. And, and I wouldn't just go through the scriptures and confess them. I'd read the scripture and then I'd sit back in that recliner and say, Father, I thank you that you bore Philip's diseases and you carried Philip's pains. And with your stripes, you healed Philip. I see me as healed. Amen. Do, 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 do you see that? You bore it. You carried it for me. You took my oppression. You took my diseases, my pains. Lord, this pain, this pain that's trying to infiltrate my body, you took it. I'm the healed of the Lord. Amen. And, 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 and that wasn't just something a little bit of time. That was hours every day. I, I, set, I, set the, I set the pattern. I'm going to do this in the morning. I'm going to do this in the afternoon. I'm going to do this in the evening. I don't care how long it takes. I didn't have time for TV. I didn't have time for music. I only got time for one thing. Building an image that I can attach my faith to. Does that make sense? Amen. Now, you don't have to wait till you're sick to build that image. You can build that image right now. Part of keeping the picture clear is to constantly praise and glorify God. That's keeping the picture clear. The Weast Bible says he was strengthened with respect to his faith by giving glory to God. Strengthened in respect to his faith. Now, look over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We don't have much further to go. But the time is spent building the image. If, 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 if you'll take the time to build the image, you know what the Word says about your circumstance. You've got to build the image. You've got to see yourself that way. All right, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 13, familiar verse, but notice this. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. So notice what comes first, believing, then speaking. Notice it doesn't say I spoke it till I believed it. He said I believed and then I spoke. Mark chapter 11, we went through that a few weeks ago. Jesus said, if you will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Shall believe. Right? So Paul says, I believe. And I speak. My confession keeps me lined up with the picture I have. I see me as healed. I see me as blessed. I see me as depression free. I see me as whatever. My confession keeps me lined up with the picture I have. In the face of contrary evidence, I see what the picture that faith has produced presents you see that so it's not just trying to keep a positive statement out there you're saying what you see amen for instance when 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 somebody comes to somebody and they go how you doing and they go oh blessed everything's going great now, now, understand, there are people that think that's how you should answer because that's the positive thing to say. Well, it is a positive thing to answer, and I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you need to see yourself that way and answer because that's how you're seeing yourself. I am blessed. Amen. And that, that's building that image. There are people that think, if I just say that enough, that's what I'll have. If you don't have the image of yourself that way, 
Your confession is what you're seeing yourself as. And that's why confession and possessing what we say has taken, uh, 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 has, has, has uh, been kind of maligned over the years is because people think if I just say it enough, I'll have it. Well, what are you, why, why are you saying? You don't say it because you want to have it. You say it because you have it. Amen. Listen, how silly would it be for me to stand right here in front of the wife I have? Lord, I just declare Michelle steals my wife. I just declare Michelle steals my wife. I have Michelle steal for my wife. i tell you what she'd do. She'd stand up and grab me by the ear and say, Philip, sit down. What's wrong with you? I have her. Right? In, in other words, I already have her. I'm not trying to confess her into existence. I have it. I have it. And so when I say Michelle Steele is my wife, I'm not saying that trying to get her. I'm saying that because I already have her. When you say I am the healed of the Lord, it's not because you're trying to get healing. It's because you believe you're already healed. Your confession is saying the same thing. Are you thinking? Because you should confess the word every day. You should, I, listen, I, I have, I have this, 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 I go over this every day. Scriptures that I've written out on these papers that I go through every day, things I'm believing God for. But I wrote these things out because I believe that's what I have. That's, I already have that. That belongs to me. Amen. And I'm, I'm agreeing with God. And the more and the faster and the more I agree with God, the quicker the manifestation comes into my life. Amen. Woo, glory. I believe the picture and I say. If my words are wrong, I'm out of alignment. Now think about this. You would never talk about, you would never say this. I'm so sick, I think I'm going to die. And people say, well, no, I would never say anything that negative. No, you wouldn't say that because that's not the picture you have. You can change a picture of health to a picture of sickness with your words. Because that's what you're seeing. Amen. What I read in the word becomes what I see. Then I say what I see. This is what the Word says. I say what I see. When Pastor Michelle and I were coming out of debt, we declared the Scripture in the book of Psalms. It says you bring out those that are bound by chains. So we begin to see debt as a chain, debt as bondage. And we begin to see ourselves debt free. Keep out of debt, no, no man, anything. That was what God dealt with us about. So my point is, we saw ourselves, Romans 13, 8, instead of being in debt. We begin to see debt as bondage. Still see debt as bondage. But, but the point that I'm making is, I've told you the day came when I knew I was debt free, and I wasn't debt free. But I was debt free. But I wasn't debt free. You understand why I'm saying that? I got up that morning... And I was debt free. But if I looked at the bills, I was still in debt. But it was a very short amount of time after we were debt free here that we were debt free here. Because we talked debt freedom. Why did we talk debt freedom? We saw ourselves debt free. Hallelujah. Now, what God has said forms the picture. Then I say what I see. I say what I see. What God has said forms the picture. And then I say what I see. We hear ministers preach. And uh, I was just with Brother Jerry in uh, Fort Worth. And uh, 
one of, one of the sessions, he started preaching on favor. Well, nobody, nobody preaches on favor like Mr. Favor. All right? But, but people will say, why does he have such a revelation on favor? He sees it. When he says, I'm God's favorite, he believes it. And what he believes follows him in action. But he's not saying it to try to become favored. He believes he's already favored. I've already seen the picture. So I got to see the picture. Remember what they did? They did? Now, now notice what came before confession in Hebrews. I read it to you. They what? They saw it. They embraced it. They were persuaded of it. Fourth, they confessed it. When did they confess it? After they were persuaded of it? After they embraced it? Right? After they were convinced. After they saw it. The time-consuming part of faith is building the picture. But if you'll take the time to build the picture, and then you add your confession to it, your confession is to your faith what thrust is to an airplane. It speeds it up. But if you're trying to say it without believing it, if you're just trying to say, I've, I've dealt with people like that. I've dealt with people in the hospital. And I would just try to get them, you know, I want them to be healed. I want them to be well. And I'd try to get them to say, come on, now say this with me. I'm the healed of the Lord. And they would say it, you know, they would say it to humor me. But it wasn't coming from a place of they saw it. Right? Takes time to build that picture. I mean, it takes time to build that picture. And, and, and the picture building time is not wasted time. And, and you know, if I was building a picture, I wouldn't try to get a plethora of scriptures. I'd find three or four verses that really say what I want to see. And I'd go after that. Because you know, there are people who print off reams of paper of confessions. And they don't see themselves as any of it. When, when, when I first got a revelation, it's, it's 8 o'clock, I'm going to be done. When I first got a revelation of God as being in covenant with me, it changed my whole picture. And to this day, to this day, ever what I'm believing God for, when I go to God with a financial need in the ministry or a financial need in our lives, I go to God and I go to Him as my covenant partner. And this is what I see. I see God standing in covenant blood with His right hand raised saying, I solemnly swear. And then I fill in the blank. So when I confess Philippians 4.19, I don't just confess like I'm, it's somebody outside. God will supply all my need. I say, my God, my covenant God will supply all of my need according to His riches and glory. And right now, my covenant God is standing in covenant blood swearing that He will meet all of my need. He'll supply it. That's my picture. That picture never fails. Never fails. Never fails. Amen. My words keep me lined up with the picture I've received. That's one of the vital roles of confession. It gives you bumpers. It keeps you lined up. That's why you got to, and, and, and I, I need to quit, but I need to get this across to you. That's why you got to answer things. That's why you got to, and, 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 and when I say answer, you're answering according to the picture that you see. You got to answer the doctor's report. You got to answer the pain. You got to answer the financial report. If you watch the news, I hope you're answering the news. You got to answer the news. You got to answer. You got to answer what your neighbor says. You got to answer what your family says. You got to answer it. Why? Because there's a bombardment against your picture. I was standing talking to a family member one time, and they were talking about all the things that the world was going through at that time, uh, as far as financial. 
and they were talking about how it was affecting them and their family. And then they kind of got aggravated and looked at me and said, it's going to affect you too. And people say, what did you say? I, I, I said, I knew, I knew if I said it out loud, there'd be an argument. But I just, under my breath, I said, I do not expect to be affected. It is not times of recession for me. It's times of refreshing. See, I, but listen, I could, I could not just walk out and not answer that. Just leave those words hanging in the air. Because he said something about me. He said... It would affect me too. Now hear me. Here's something you got to learn. Silence is agreement. If you don't answer it, you agree with it. Amen. If somebody looks at you and says, you're going to go under. You're never going to make it. You better answer that. Well, they don't know what they're talking about. I don't pay no attention to what they said. That, that, they said something over you. They said something about you. Words never die. They have to be replaced. They, don't, they never die. They have to be replaced. And you're the one that's got to replace them because you're the establishing witness in your life. Nobody can say anything over my life that my words won't trump. And I answer out of that picture. And so people will say, that's a positive guy. No, you're answering according to the picture. You don't talk about struggle because you don't see yourself struggling. Not because you're trying to keep a positive confession. Everything that God says will be positive. But you're not just being positive. There are people that make millions of dollars off of people just teaching them to be positive. And those positive people are broke. And those positive people are sick. And those positive people aren't making it. Because being positive isn't enough. you got to have a picture of yourself that way. Amen. So I answer the contrary evidence with words describing the picture that I see. Amen. When you see something presents itself contrary, nope, nope. That's contrary evidence to what I see. Amen. And see, what I see is what I'll have. What I see is what I have. You can't paint a picture for me that I won't. If, if I won't take it, you can't paint it for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say it out loud. Say, I have it by faith. I declare I have it by faith. And because I have it by faith, I have it. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, let's stand up tonight, shall we? I believe you received something tonight. I did. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So you see yourself strong, and you see yourself healed, and you see yourself blessed, and you see yourself overcoming. And you see yourself victorious. And then you say that. Glory to God. Thank you, Father.